Hello and welcome to The Launch Sequence, your comedy podcast about adulting, millennials, and the life of a soon-to-be ex-college student. We're coming to you live from the Scarf and Binder studios here at Westmont College. I'm here with my co-host, Micah Anthony. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, or uh, morning for us. Uh, I have no idea when you're listening, but morning. On this episode of the podcast, we write poems about the loves of our lives, give away senior secrets, and disqualify ourselves from ever joining the Screen Actors Guild. Before we get to the meat of the show, it's time for the 10-second check-in. To limit the narcissism of our generation, you only have 10 seconds to tell me how your week was, Micah. Ready? Ready. Set. Go. I had a good week. I also had a long week. I did not get as much sleep or as much work done as I wanted to this week, but I think I learned something. And some- done. All right. <clears throat> Andrew, because the soapboxing comes at the end of the show, you only have 10 seconds to tell me about your week. Ready? Yep. Go. Um, it was pretty good. I work uh, at the school paper, so we had some uh, issues about the op-ed section deciding what to publish, um, and I didn't get a lot of sleep because of homework. Time. All right. Um, well. Next up, our recurring section, Ramen and Rhyme, featuring the first and last time Micah uses his literature major in a semi-professional capacity. Both of us have written poems with the same title. We will have not read each other's poems beforehand. I will read my poem out loud, and Micah will tell me what it means, and then we'll switch. Poetry is subjective and all that. Uh, Mostly. This week's poem is about something I hold near and dear to my heart. The title of this week's poem is The Smell of Coffee. The Smell of Coffee. I like my coffee like a speakeasy. Dark and smoky, generally low-key, on occasion I'll be a little bit picky. Get my drink from a hippie, want it when it's nippy, uh, without it I'm a bit touchy, but hey, that's just me. Hmm. I like it. That was, that had almost a, almost a like spoken word beat poetry rhythm to it. That was, uh, that was fun. The, um, the, the, the meaning, what, what, yeah, what, what yeah, did yeah, you yeah, get yeah. from uh, that? The, the, um. I mean, it, w- it was an interesting sort of series of images that don't necessarily go together because you have that opening speakeasy image, which I think is is a very evocative one, um, particularly because it's not generally associated with coffee, but, like, they have kind of a similar atmosphere and almost, like, the same aesthetic. Um, but then you get to, like, the hippie image later on, which is very out of place, so I'm... I'm intrigued by the clash of these two images, sort of the hippie in a speakeasy <laughs> kind of thing going on. And that's what coffee is like, everyone. It's like a hippie in a speakeasy. All right, your turn. All right. <clears throat> the smell of coffee. Like smoke, both in the smell itself and the Baroque curl it travels to my senses, clearing out my morning demons and filling me with, if not goodwill, at least the willingness to talk. Mm. Don't mock me. <laughs> well, you know, what I really feel here is that great Baroque imagery because it ev- evokes that age where coffee was kind of exotic and different uh, and it was, you know, it was a trade good worth a lot. Um, and I think in the morning when I'm getting up, I think coffee has that same deep worth you know, would pay its weight in gold just to have a good <laughs> cup of coffee. Or just really caffeine. Honestly, just a pound of caffeine would also be worth it. I am going to remind you tomorrow morning that you agreed to pay the weight of coffee in gold. Well, let's hope you forget. 
Well, joking aside, let's get serious for a moment. Micah, we've been around a semester or two. Our binders have a couple of scars to mark our years. Uh, now, to share that know-how, uh, we are doing a segment that we are calling Don't Tell the Freshman. So, what should we not tell the freshman? Um, you will change your major. You, you will. Um, so, go ahead and, and tell your roommates you're studying Plato's views on My Little Pony, or, or whatever. There, there is a very high chance, I would say, that you are either going to change course or add something that you didn't expect to study or, you know, uh, change your focus in response to a, a really good class or a particularly effective professor. Um, you, you, you will change and you should be, you should be aware of that and, and be okay with that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you, uh, well, you shouldn't tell the freshman that you need to figure out what classes you actually need to do the reading in. Now, I, uh, as, as a future educator, I cannot condone this advice. <laughs> All reading is valuable, kids. Some reading may be less valuable to you immediately and your sleep may be more valuable. Yeah, you know, my, my grandfather once told to me, if you're in a swamp, sometimes you just have to deal with the closest alligator. <laughs> and doing the reading for a particular class might not be the closest alligator. Um, something else uh, that we should not tell the freshmen, except, yes, absolutely, we should tell the freshmen, office hours are your friend. You should go to office hours. Picture this. You're spending thousands of dollars for free access to the greatest minds in your general area of campus. So make use of them or you're kind of flushing that money down the drain. Yeah. As Speaker fees are very high. Yes. Yes, they are. Your professors are smart. Ask them questions. Uh, and the final thing is free pizza equals free people actually showing up to whatever event. If you're running a club, mm -hmm. giving a speech... Always advertise food. It's the best way to get people to actually show up that isn't that aren't related to you by blood or deep bonds of friendship. Yeah, and and even then, honestly, pizza too. I I have nothing more to add. Well, Mike and I have a background in improv, which may explain why we're willing to do the show in the first place. We're going to try our first improv game of this podcast. Uh, now, Oscar season is just past, uh, but in honor of the award season, here is a game that we are calling In, in a World. world. Rules are as follows. One of us will have three suggestions. The other will attempt to do their best trailer voice and tell us about this made-up movie that involves those said suggestions. Micah, you ready? Yes. All right. So your suggestions are a down-on-his-luck mechanic, a, uh, a sidekick that is a wise old man who makes the best tea, uh, and your inciting incident is he inherits a haunted castle in Ireland. Oh, boy. Okay. So once again, down as luck mechanic, old man making tea, and a haunted castle in Ireland. And begin. In a world where engine grease and tea go side by <laughs> side and hand in hand. And... The world is ending soon. <laughs> One mechanic and his elderly grandfather who makes the best cup of tea will have to stop the demons in this Irish castle from destroying the English breakfast tea that everyone knows and loves. 
featuring your favorite new fancy car that everyone wants and establishing shots of the Irish Moors coming soon to theaters near you socket wrench and teacup <laughs> all right shouldn't laugh too hard i'm up next all right andrew <clears throat> yeah your three suggestions are <clears throat> a hotshot new york stockbroker home for the holidays and dora the explorer <laughs> lose uh his iphone and action in a world where Wall Street is as volatile and dangerous as a jungle. One man will return home to his daughter, Dora, only to find his phone has gone missing. Come with Samuel Moneybags and Dora the Explorer on the adventure of a lifetime as they explore the concrete jungle that is New York and find the true power of friendship in Dora Dora Apple Product Placement. <laughs> Well, this is the part of the show where we take listener questions and get a chance to soapbox as the jaded seniors we are. Welcome to a segment we're calling Sarcastic Senior Soapbox. Because we're so close to graduating, we must know something. Andrew, if you could tell your younger self uh, one thing, what would that be? Life's tough. It's tougher if you're stupid, and the stupid shall be punished. Wow. <laughs> that uh, that got dark real fast. You, you want to tell us about that, Andrew? <laughs> um, I think the, the probably more serious piece of, of life advice I would give, particularly my younger self, um, is to make sure you find value in, like, who you are outside of your relationship to people. Um, I'm someone who really appreciates my friendships and, and my relationships, but at times, particularly like after a breakup, that makes it really hard when, like, you don't have that external feedback. Um, so like storing up those, you know, good comments from friends and family, like, you know, that nice letter from your dad or the card, like one of the best things I did freshman year was like put up, um, all of the notes from home, uh, as a way to both battle homesickness and remember that like, you know, people do love you. There's a history of you, you know, succeeding yeah. over challenges, yeah. um, and keeping that, that around, finding ways to remind yourself of that. Yeah. I remember that. It was adorable. <laughs> we were freshmen. We were adorable. <laughs> Um, best note-taking tips, Micah? Take them. Take notes. Write things down. Um, one of the biggest fallacies that crosses my mind is, I'll remember that later. Um, but, um, I, I think when, when the professor is kind enough to provide some sort of outline for the, the structure of notes, follow that outline. Um, mm -hmm. because that will not only, uh, you'll not only get the information down, but it will be organized in such a way that you can, uh, you know, conceptually grasp it easier. Um, and if your professor does not provide that outline structure, try to come up with one yourself on the fly, which is actually one of the most frustrating things I did this week. <laughs> Uh, the the other one would be most professors will tell you this, but if they repeat something, write that oh, down. Yeah. Like they oh, like yeah. to hear themselves talk. Don't get me wrong. Part of that's the reason they repeat, but also they're trying to let you know. So when they repeat things, it's really important <laughs> to write them down because it's not just them trying to listen to themselves talk. So yeah. when they repeat I, things, I, 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 additionally, if they write it on the board, 
you better write down every word that shows up on that board. <laughs> we'll probably be on the test. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, Andrew, how do you stay in touch with high school friends after you graduate? Um, a combination of shared activities. Like, um, often I go back, like a board game night or something organized. Um, the other one is choose a couple. You're like, which ones really matter to you? Mm. Um, like, choose maybe four or five that you would be really sad to lose connection with and make yeah. some kind of efforts, you know. I actually haven't been great as much as I would like. Um, hopefully, I'll schedule a call with one, one of my friends who was, was texting me. We're like, hey, we haven't talked in a while. Yeah. Um, so choose four or five. No, you'll probably only get two or three that yeah. you'll still – and yeah. meet up for coffee. Like, don't make it super big. Just find ways to have those life updates at, like, breaks if you go back for breaks. I would I would second all that, and I would say, like, develop the skill of reconnecting with people. Like – Learn how to sit down with someone you haven't talked to in three or four years and, you know, uh, get past that initial awkward first 15 minutes or so and, you know, figure out how to describe your life to them and sort of how, how to catch someone up, how, how to reconnect, yeah. I, I th think, is another good skill there. And I think being vulnerable in that, too, both mm -hmm. asking questions mm -hmm. that invite someone to be open about, like, not just, like, what have you been doing, but, like, what have you been thinking about? Like, what has called to change you? What has, since I last saw you, how has your perspective shifted? Because I feel like that's that reestablishing that personal connection. Like, I want to know whatever plays you've been in or whatever, but if I can know, like, how, what's been on your mind, what's been, like, on your heart, like, to use that great Christianese language, um, you know, I think that can do a lot, a lot of, a lot of help there. Yeah. Oh, so what's the next unsafe internet challenge after the Tide Pod challenge finally the dies down? Next unsafe internet challenge. Um, I am foreseeing, um, like, like this, this one is not like an individual thing. This is like mm -hmm. something you do with a group of friends. Um, uh, I think the next unsafe internet challenge is going to be the mattress challenge in which you and a group of maybe four or five other friends get together and attempt to eat an entire mattress together as a group. Um, and uh, I, I, it's probably like a time trial thing. Like you're, you're trying to beat other people's times. That sounds like the next thing young people start posting videos on the Internet of and mm -hmm. everyone else says, why are you doing that? That's not healthy. So I've got I think I think um, going off of the great acceptance of avocado toast amongst the millennial generation, it'll be the avocado toast challenge, which isn't dangerous for your health, but is for your bank account. Ooh, so. perhaps even scarier. <laughs> um, this is an interesting question, Andrew. How has this year been similar to or different from your senior year of high school? Um. Similar in that there is a reality of change right around the corner. Yeah, um, definitely. We're, we're really going for the serious questions this time on the soapbox. But, we are. Um, people are leaving. People have left. You know, uh, my senior year, a couple of guys from my high school had left that I was super close to and in my, in my theater. Um, and it's different that I knew I was going to college and I knew that I was almost sure to get into at least one of them that I applied to at a couple safety schools. Um, I'm not sure where I'm going next. I don't have, like, a job lined up. Like, I have ideas. I have, you know, and so there's a lot of uncertainty uh, and, like, 
even like where I'm aiming myself versus like just yeah. I'll college, yeah. you know? Um, and I think there's like also a times up a little bit on like self-definition that like as you go into your 20s, there's still a lot of that like working yourself out. But there's a little bit more I have to give answers to some of those questions. Like for college apps, you do as well. Right. But a little bit more of like I have to present a coherent personal narrative for like at least some, some of the time. More often yeah. than I think you have to do when you're a high schooler. Yeah, I was going to say that one about uh, a difference between the two being, you know, uh, when you're graduating high school, you generally know what you're doing next. Like by by the end, by graduation, you know, like you've already been accepted to schools and probably I, I think have responded to the like, you know, yeah. where you're going next. And I, I mean, I, I know I'm going to continue school, but. I don't know where and I'm not gonna know where until maybe June or July because those applications are later. So, yeah, it, it is uh, kind of a it's an exciting change, but also fear of the unknown. So uh, what's the worst thing you did to your sibling? Um, Note this does not actually come from either of our siblings, this question. <laughs> uh, yes, no, that uh, that was, you, you suggested that one, didn't you? Um, I think my brother's friends sent this one in. So Christopher's friends, if you're listening. All right, thanks. Uh, I'm going to give a, a shout-out to my brother. Hi there. Um, I hope you don't remember this story. Um, we were pretty young, but uh, there was this one time when I stabbed my brother in the back of the head with a stick. <laughs> um, which is Metal. not... Which was not, in reality, as bad as it just sounded. Um, we were in the car, and w- when I was young, I had this sort of magpie tendency <laughs> to collect lots of things I found on the ground. Right? I would pick up sticks or an interesting rock or whatever. So I had some sticks because I hoarded small, useless objects as a child. And um, my brother was sitting in the front seat of the car, and I was behind him. And he was sort of, like, bouncing around back and forth. And I thought, hey, what would happen if I started, you know, inserting those sticks between the headrest and the actual seat? So I, you know, started sticking them through. And I stuck one too far through just as my brother rocked his head back really hard and I stabbed him in the back of the head. And then my mom made me throw away all my sticks. Sorry. <laughs> I hope you don't remember yeah. that. I think uh, my, my brother may be able to correct me on this one and, and please do um, send in a correction. Um, but I don't think I've ever physically harmed my brother seriously. I think probably stealing objects that were maybe mutual ownership and, and somehow became mine um, or blaming him for things are pretty common. My brother's friend, I definitely injured all the time by accident. It was like it was never of malice, but it'd be like he'd come over and we were wrestling and somehow he was the one who got like kicked into the wall or I would be holding a sword and I'd turn around and he'd impale himself on the foam sword. <laughs> um, so, you know, he... Uh, I owe him, like, a, a purple heart or something for just, like, being around me and always accidentally <laughs> injuring him. There you go. Andrew, what was your favorite book that you read recently? I read a book uh, called Red Shirts that is about um, the Red Shirts on the Star Trek Enterprise for those who did not uh, have the wonderful blessing of watching Star Trek, Star Trek Next Generation, or anything else. A, a red shirt was like a lower-level crew member, and you always got put in on a away team, and you were the heroic sacrifice to get the plot <laughs> moving. So, oh, it's a peaceful planet, but oh, there goes Jimmy Olsen, eaten by a space slug. Turns out it's not safe anymore. 
Jimmy Jimmy Olsen is a character from Superman. Well, there there was an Olsen in the last uh, Star Trek movie. Oh, and really? he died. He just like he hit oh, hit the no. deck too hard and flew. He had, oh he, no! And he was carrying the explosive too. So oh, um, um, that that's a problem. I was very disappointed because you know that's, that's deeply unfortunate. You know how to prove that this story has stakes? We're gonna kill a character you don't care about. Uh, so the book talks about the weirdness of being one of those characters. It's kind of satirical about being being that. So. Uh, you know, don't don't wear a red shirt on the Star Trek Enterprise. Life advice from this podcast. There you go. Life advice. Well, every podcast needs some sponsors, and since we're the only podcast Audible hasn't sponsored yet, this episode was sponsored by... The Hippie in the Speakeasy. He's out of place, but he's also awake and full of energy. <laughs> this episode brought to you by Haunted Car Mechanics. Haunted Car Mechanics, the only hope for Ireland since this movie came out. Oi. Well, thank you for letting us riff uh, while you idly do some chores, tame toddlers, pet your cat, or whatever other meaningful task you do while combining with this podcast. We uh, we really do need your suggestions for ideas, as well as questions for our advice section and the sarcastic senior soapbox. Please send in your suggestions to our team at thelaunchsequencepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook or hit us up on Twitter at launchseekpod. That's launch. S-E-Q pod. This podcast was edited and recorded by Mark Carlson here at Westmont College. Our logo was designed by Izzy Mata. Our theme music was also recorded by Mark Carlson. Until then, I'm Andrew Olson. And I'm Micah Anthony. And this has been The The Launch Launch Sequence. Sequence.